Hey everybody, this is uh, Coach Sal from the Sports Academy, checking in for your uh, actually weekend edition. We're going to give you something again to head into the weekend with. Uh, Earlier this week, um, I talked about you know the whole concept of performance versus fitness, and how you know there is a difference, and how I believe there's one way that's the best way and most efficient way. Today, I'm going to give you uh, some other information that kind of carries that thread into something that's a little more specific to most people to relate to, especially adults. There is a, um, an internet video. It's, it's titled, you can search for it yourself. It's called There's No Such Thing as Cardio. It is a presentation at a conference in, in England by a British scholar, researcher, uh, James Steele, who's an exercise scientist, a PhD in exercise physiology and biomechanics. And the short of it is, and uh, by the way, every time I say cardio, I'm going to need you to picture air quotes, okay, <laughs> using the air quotes, because it's funny if you watch the video, uh, Professor Steele does the same thing in the video, but uh, he set out on a mission to determine the actual effects of both kinds of training, cardiovascular training, which we'll talk about a little bit, and weight training, resistance training. The long and the short of it is, and if you don't want to listen to anything else, you can uh, take from this piece, and um, he backs it up with research, most of it his own, most of it published, that uh, all of it published. A resistance training can be just as effective or is just as effective in improving cardiovascular fitness as cardio. So, to explain that or to define that a little bit better as to cardio, um, Mr. Steele goes back and discusses how the aerobics craze of the 70s, Dr. Cooper was a beginner, uh, was started that whole thing. As a matter of fact, I am old enough to remember my dad uh, reading the book aerobics, having that paperback book. We lived at the time we lived in Queens before we moved to Milburn and he would run in place, believe it or not, in our apartment building. I'm sure our downstairs neighbors were thrilled. He would take, um, he bought extra doormats. I'm sure, again, most of you older folk like me may remember doormats. The big heavy ones and would pile them up in the one spot. It was, I could see it like it was yesterday in the doorway between the kitchen and the dining room. And he'd actually put music on, on the stereo that we had in the living room. It was a two bedroom apartment. And he would put music on and, and run in place. And he, most people probably figured he was insane. And I remembered when weather was nice, we would go to Astoria Park and he would jog and he would run and him and another guy that he was friends with were jogging. And that was early, early, early in, the, in this craze. So the point is that this book, this movement of aerobics um, set up an artificial division between the types of exercise, cardio, aerobics, right, cardio and aerobics, and resistance training and weight, weights. So what Dr. Steele goes on to discuss in this uh, speech, which is, a, it's not for everybody, I'll admit. I've watched it several times. It's a little um, sciency, you know, it's heavy on jargon. He gets into the metabolic, um, technical processes that are at work. And so it's kind of tough if you're not familiar with the uh, with the lingo, but there's no doubt about what he's saying. Um, 
And the message is that resistance training allows you to get the same benefits of um, the cardio with less work, less time spent, more efficiently, and you also are improving your strength as well as your cardiovascular system. So let's be also clear here. <clears throat> there's no there's no assertion by anybody that I know that is of this belief or any belief of this in the whole field of exercise science that there's no such thing as cardiovascular fitness. That's not the point. There's no such thing as pure cardio activity or activity that strictly can be separated into cardio activity and not cardio activity. And again, it's all in how the exercise is performed. And a simple way to think of it is, as if you're getting your heart rate up and it's up to a certain level, and we'll, that's discussion for a later time, but if we get it to a sufficient level, your body doesn't care, doesn't know if you're doing the bike the rower, <clears throat> you're jogging in the park, or if you're doing bodyweight squats. If you are training at a sufficient pace to approach or achieve that temporary local muscular failure, you are getting your heart rate up to a point where your body is going to experience all of the adaptations that you would experience if you were doing cardio. Plus, you'll be getting the added benefit of improving your strength while not in, invoking or incurring the, let's call it a secondary damage. I don't like the word damage, that might be unfair, but let's, let's use that knowing I don't mean like getting your head hit with the hammer, but the secondary damage of the impact from the ground of running. Now, anybody who's jogged or has done distance running you know, achy joints is a part of this endeavor. And that's fine. I mean, and again, this is not to tell people who like to jog or who are distance runners or who are competitive athletes that they don't need to do some kind of running-based conditioning. That's not it. This is for the person that does not like to do road work, does not want to spend a half hour on the treadmill or the Stairmaster and wants to figure out a way to better use their time. Um, kind of part and parcel with that, it's not part of Steele's presentation, but there are there's plenty of research out there that shows that, the, that that low level cardio that you do on a treadmill, the jog, the walk, regardless of the speed of the walk, once you've gotten past that, you've gone from a couch potato and you've put about six months in of regular work, that type of cardio has no real benefit uh, except the lowest, lowest level of health benefit, which in itself is very powerful and is very important. However, if you're really trying to improve performance, that kind of cardio really isn't doing anything for you, nor is it burning any kind of meaningful fat slash calories that will help to improve your body composition. So th there's a lot there, but you know, we've grown up in an era where they've been, there's been, and, the, and Dr. Steele uses the term a forced dichotomy. It sounds cool when he says it because he's British. When I use that term, it sounds kind of silly. So just imagine that I said it in a British accent. Um, really, but that's a great term because it's set up that cardio is over here and weight training over is over here and they work on two separate things and they really don't. Now I'm going to bring in my own um, experience with this. I was the head strength coach at Manhattan College for three years and major responsibility was men's and women's lacrosse. 
They had had a horrendous record, both on the field, wins and losses, and in the trainer's room. The trainer was constantly um, working with the, the lacrosse teams with stress fractures, muscle issues, low back issues, groin issues, because they were on this distance running slash cardio kick that resulted in injuries. And on a, as an aside, is not specific to performance. Uh, a five mile run has nothing to do with being a good soccer player, a lacrosse player, uh, football player, basketball player, any sport, and we field hockey. We could talk about that in another cast, or you can get in touch with me if you have specific questions. However, so back up, we get I get to Manhattan, horrendous injury problems, distance running, distance running, distance running during the season, after the season, before the season in the summer. Ugh. So I put them on a system. We were never going to run more than 110 yards. So we got there in the fall. We had fall ball. The winter we had off. We had about seven weeks of fall ball, sometime mid-September, seven weeks out. We were able to work with the team, no lacrosse, strength and conditioning stuff. Had them continuing on a, a 60-yard sprints, uh, 60-yard shuttles, which are 15 yards four times, back and forth, back and forth, and 110-yard uh, sprints. And that was our program. We came back in the winter, and one of our first game that year was against Army. And Army was very good. And even when they're not good, they are in superb condition. And we went up to West Point, and we played a game against them, and we lost 12-8. But we had what we needed to do, and we, we were stuck with them. Physically, we were able to stick with them, uh, and we never ran more than 110 yards. Now, we sprinted. It was hard. We were working at our maximum capacity, but never had a distance run. As a matter of fact, the coach after the game, uh, I believe it was Coach Amplo, uh, came up to my, my friend, who was also the head coach, and said, what did you guys do? Uh, we noticed that you guys had that level that we weren't used to seeing from a team from Manhattan. And, and basically, with that getting away from the cardio aspect of distance running and the low and slow, low intensity, slow running. We eliminated, basically eliminated most injuries that you can eliminate in any kind of contact sport and improved our performance. This goes back to my point last podcast about performance training versus fitness. Going out and running five miles at a certain time, great. That's fitness. And if you're a distance runner, it, it, it has a component of performance. But for most recreational athletes, we want to stick to the performance side, which is go out and run six 60-yard sprints as fast as you can, rest 45 seconds in between, and that's a performance component because now we have a defined distance. Um, we are comp completing the, the task in a specific time and we're resting a specific time. And that is putting us on a timetable to get those um, adaptations that are going to improve your cardiovascular system. You can do the same thing with body weight exercises and with resistance exercises. All right, so that's again a little long today. Once I get going, I get going. Uh, but there's a lot of information here, and I, I don't blame any of you if it kind of you gloss over at it. But again, if you have any questions about it, you know how to contact me. Dave has put my email link in uh, the, li the link out to you guys. It's coachsalm at gmail.com, and my cell is 908 451 8574. 
Going to keep on this um, theme in the next one to give you some more information about this and how you can incorporate this kind of thing in a program for both you and your kids. All right. Hope everyone's well. Have a good weekend and we'll talk to you next week.